Charlie Hardwick? She asked, extending her hand as she greeted him. Sarah Breyer. I'm your new partner. He smiled somewhat awkwardly back at her. Nice to meet you. He took her hand and shook it, letting go just a touch early. As the two of them walked further toward the crime scene, Sarah did all the talking. So two teens snuck out here for a little nighttime action in the woods, and they stumbled on our friend here. He was partially buried, but not very well. Been here a while. Looks like some animals got to him, too, so IDing him might be a little tough. As she spoke, Charlie glanced up at the sunlight streaming through the trees. Even though he was wearing sunglasses, he squinted slightly. His eyes were not used to such brightness yet. They approached the body. It was badly decomposed, with very little flesh clinging to what appeared to be a fully clothed skeleton. The head and one of the arms were both completely uncovered. The other arm was still partially buried in the dirt. The earth had worn away just enough that his chest was completely exposed as well. The exposed arm hung stretched out, likely due to an animal getting a hold of it at some point and pulling. Charlie walked up to the body and crouched down to get a better look. He saw some evidence of a cut on the victim's throat, what was left of it, and the clothing that was visible was covered in dark reddish-brown bloodstains. In his mind, Charlie observed the bloodstains first. His eyes ran over the patterns of blood that had covered the victim's shirt. In that instant, his brain jumped back to sixteen years ago. Suddenly, Charlie stands in a kitchen. He hears his breath heaving in panic as his eyes look over blood pouring out of his friend's body and all over his clothes. He rushes to try to help him, getting blood all over his own clothes in the process. He lightly slaps his friend in the face to bring him to awareness. Come on, buddy, stay with me. He grabs the phone and dials 911. Hardwick! Charlie snapped back to the present where Sarah stood over him, staring him down in frustration. I asked you, what are your first impressions here? Sorry. Talk to me. What do you see? He gestured to the victim's neck. The victim's throat has been cut, so he likely died of the ensuing blood loss. There doesn't appear to be any signs of a struggle that we can see so far, though we'll get a better look once we dig him out. And since the body is so far decomposed, it's going to take some time for us to really stitch together a picture of what happened here. Based on the way his body was uncovered, it looks like he was dead when he was buried. The position of his body indicates that him being uncovered was more a result of erosion and probably some animals messing with him, rather than him trying to escape. Charlie stares at the body for a second time, searching for any other initial signs. His eyes come to rest on a gold cross necklace hanging on a chain around the victim's neck. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, uh, my friend has been shot. Charlie screams frantically. He's, he's bleeding everywhere and he's not showing any signs of life. Hurry, please, he's losing too much blood. Charlie holds his friend tightly, rubbing his face and trying to will life back into his body. The body lies motionless, completely unresponsive to his efforts. Tears begin to stream down his cheeks as he looks down at his friend's gold cross necklace. Charlie stops trying to revive him. Hardwick, I need to talk to you for a second, Sarah insisted. Charlie snapped out of it, stood up, and walked off to the side with his partner. Once out of earshot of the rest of the officers, she put his hand on his shoulder to stop him, stepped in front of him, and looked him square in the eye. I don't have the time, patience, or desire to babysit you while you get used to the job, okay? You're either here or you're not, and truthfully, I don't really care either way. Get it together or get out. Don't waste my time. He stared back and nodded. You're right. I apologize. I'll keep my head in the game here. He took a deep breath and exhaled. I'm just shaking off a little rust, I guess. Well, you need to shake that rust off quickly or you're not going to last very long. And I'll make sure of it. 
Understood? He nodded again. Okay. She turns to walk towards the crime scene once again. She tells the force to continue to search the perimeter for any shred of evidence they can find. Once they are done with that, she says, then they can start digging up the body and getting it packed up to go to the lab. Charlie didn't move a muscle, but watched her dish out orders. He then turned his gaze towards his car, where cameras continued to flash as they fixated on him. He looked up in the air at the sunlight and the trees again. He squinted slightly at the brightness of the light, then turned to head back toward the scene of the crime.